Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, Larry Hughes is going to pop out and get the ball. Jordan's going to rub his man off of Leitner and then cut down the center and gets a nice pass from Larry Hughes. All right, everyone, welcome to this week's Believe in Wizards podcast. As always, I'm Matt, he's Larry, and uh, we've got a good interview for you today with G League coach, uh, Capital City Go-Go coach Ryan Richmond. So we'll be kicking over to that in a minute. But Larry, just wanted to start out and and get your take on what you think about Bradley Beal uh, sitting out. Yeah, like we said before, it was, you know, it's each player's choice and, you know, what they feel is is best for them. Uh, Being off, you know, three or four months, uh, is, is a long time when you think about, you know, how you, you know, how you build the body up to be ready to play uh, and then, you know, potentially go into the postseason. So I can understand, you know, whether it's uh, COVID, whether it's uh, an injury that, you know, could could bite and could linger on or whether it's the social injustice things that are going on uh, where, where someone wants to make a stand. But I think Brad has, has shown that he's, you know, for the organization, he's for his team. He's a guy that's obviously looking at the big picture. Uh, it may, you know, startle us or hurt us a little bit uh, in the interim, but I think when we're talking long-term benefit, you know, for the player and for the organization, that's a move you can't, you know, you can't fight. You understand it. Um, you want to see as many players um, with with good names and with good games uh, play the game, but at the same time, this is unprecedented uh, time that we're in. And everybody's, everybody's body is going to react different to uh, shocking. Uh, when I say shocking, that's, you know, that's that initial uh, workout process where you just beat yourself down um, in order to uh, begin to recover. Uh, and everybody's going to react different to that. Um, and some guys will, that'll happen once they're down there. Uh, but I see in Brad, Brad's case, um, he just decided to make that call uh, before he got there. And he's a guy that's going to work. So I don't think that, you know, the fans should have any, uh, issue with Brad, uh, you know, sitting back on on what he's done and what he's learned. Uh, he's going to be a guy that's going to push forward and try to be better, uh, you know, come next season. So I'm I'm, I'm good with it. I just hope that he's, um, you know, gets healthy uh, and stays healthy and can push the organization forward. And it sounds precautionary for the most part, which is good. He obviously has the injury, but doesn't need surgery, things like that. Shouldn't impact next season at all, which is nice to hear. But you know, one of the biggest things that does is it creates a pretty big minutes vacuum. You know, Brad's always uh, in the top couple in, in minutes played. So uh, naturally, there's going to be some guys that, you know, get a little more run than normal. And then that's sort of a good segue into our interview here today. We've got uh, Capital City Go-Go coach Ryan Richmond joining us to talk a little bit about, you know, some of those guys that, that are going to fill those minutes that people may not be as familiar with. So, uh, Ryan, how are you? Doing great, guys. Just moved into a new place and unplugged the Wi-Fi as I was trying to plug in my computer. So uh, sorry about that, but doing really well. Uh, great to be on here with you all. I, I appreciate it. Uh, appreciate you having me on. So thank you. Thank you both. 
it's, it's a weird time. So I thought ideally we'd be talking to you about the, the Go-Go's playoff run and, and how well you guys did, because I think you were really coming on at the end of the season. But a uh, slightly different turn of events here. And, and now we're talking about, uh, you know, getting a lot of those guys ready for, I guess, prime time. So uh, how, how do you think the, the team's looking? Yeah, we're we're really excited. I was fortunate to be in the gym with with these guys for the past three weeks. Once the NBA allowed two coaches per player, and I haven't really been with the uh, most of these guys throughout the year because I was focused on the GoGo team, obviously. But it was it was great to see, encouraging. I was really impressed with all of their development. The coaching staff did such a good job with them this year, and just just moving forward, like like. Um, we were kind of alluding to before just the opportunity that they all have going, going down to Orlando is going to be, it's going to be special and and important for their growth and development moving forward. Right. And talk to us a little bit about just the mindset of the players coming back and just being in the building, Uh, maybe any conversations that were had, Um, but just the thought process about getting started again and, and actually going down to play some, some meaningful games. Yeah, I mean, mental therapy to start, I think, is one of the things. Obviously, you know, being in the gym is just so important for for all of our, our mindsets, especially players. And, and they did such a great job, you know, Zoom workouts, Zoom yoga together, being, you know, during the quarantine. So I think it was a relief for all of them to be able to uh, be together on the court um, obviously, it was two guys at a time on the court, two guys in the weight room, but still the camaraderie, you could feel it and you could feel that they were building on uh, what they were starting throughout the first 60 some odd games, 63 games in the season. We've compared the situation a lot and Larry and I have talked a couple of times about, you know, uh, similarities between this and some of the NBA lockouts and, and Larry lived through that firsthand. But this is a really different situation because you guys were able to to have ongoing dialogue with them and, you know, be able to send them workouts or different things. Do you feel like the level of play will be pretty high after a couple of weeks or, or do you think it'll be kind of something they have to ease into? I do. Uh, I think the guys were working really hard, like I said, and I think they're just excited to play, you know, when something's taken from us, all of us, but you know, our players and uh, they're the best of the best in the world. They're the best competitors at, at all of our cores. We're, they're the best competitors in the world. And it's important that they're able to, to, do, to do that. So I think, obviously, different teams have different agendas going down there. I, obviously, the championship teams may ease into it more so. But for, for us going down there, as Tommy said, we're going down there to, to make, make a run, make the playoffs. Um, really excited for those guys to do it. And I think that they're going to play at a high level because our guys, obviously we're going down as underdogs and that's the best way in my opinion to do it because expectations are low, but might as well go compete hard and, and enjoy it. Now coaches, is is that your direct message uh, to the players that you've worked with uh, through the G league, you know, just to what the opportunity looks like. And is that message a little bit different? Uh, from the guys that are already on the roster. Yeah, I mean, that's been my message to a lot of the guys that I speak to on a regular basis, the guys that I got to work with. You know, it's just a great it's a great time to go prove yourself to the league because there's not that much, many sports going on. And it's it's great. We'll all be watching. You have a great opportunity to to go improve. And I think like as you were talking about with Bradley, him not playing 
you know, obviously he had to make the best decision for himself. We all support him. Players support him. The staff supports him. And it's just – it opens another door for Troy, Admiral, Jerome. You know, you could go down the line and we can go into different players. But it just opens another door for them to really take another step. And, and when you don't even have – you don't have Brad, you don't have uh, uh, Davis. And obviously John is, is still – still getting back to himself. So it's just, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity. Yeah. I, I say it's, it's definitely important because again, once you, you know, when you're in summer league and, and things of that nature, you're, you're basically auditioning and normally during summer league, I mean, you have even more teams playing. So the other team's focus may be on, you know, what they're doing uh, right now. I mean, these guys are auditioning. I mean, all eyes are on them. I mean, and, and I think that that's a good opportunity to take advantage of. So I'm hoping that those guys really, uh, take advantage of it because this is a it's a cutthroat league. I mean, it's a grown man's league. So obviously, you know, you have teamwork and you want to build team, uh, but you want to earn your spot and you want to grab your spot. So hopefully, those guys that get that chance to uh, step into the light uh, really take advantage of it. Totally, and I think just moving forward, obviously, John and Brad are are the cornerstones of of what we're doing, and then just finding guys, and we have such a and Tommy's done an incredible job at, at acquiring young talent, um, just finding guys that are going to fit around them as best as possible. And Larry, you know, cause you've, you spent your career fitting around different guys in such an incredible way um, that it was, it was amazing to watch myself. I'm 30, 31, actually, damn, just turned 31. But um, yeah, I'm just like, you know, it's, it's not easy always to fit around guys that are like elite level, but you obviously were at, at the highest level and you did you starred and you were supportive in support of stars too. And, and you kind of know how it is. Like you're given this opportunity and it's like now, like you can really show how you can help an organization and a team. Well, too, Ryan, I think that that's one of the reasons there are a number of reasons why we we wanted you to come on, Uh, but your, your work uh, that you did previously in, in the film room and understanding film and just talking about my career. I mean, I know that that helped me understand the guys that were around me and also understand my opponents better. So talk a little bit about, you know, that process of, of the film room and how that, you know, transfers into, you know, actual production uh, and actual you know, understanding of the game. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that because I just actually got off another zoom with Admiral and we were watching some of his minutes with the wizards because, you know, just to get him back in that mindset, when you play with the go-go and you play with the Wizards, there's a back and forth that sometimes becomes a little bit cloudy, you know, just because it's a different, it's a different team. It's a different league. You're playing role with change. players. Yeah. You're playing with, so, so it's a little bit different. We, we put Admiral and, it, you know, our directive was to get Admiral in the best position to be successful, get him his minutes. And he did a great job improving this year. Uh, so we're all excited for him, but seeing him and watching film with him, now he's making his own correction. All I am is a space for him to see his own corrections. And he stopped the film a bunch of times just saying, hey, I need to have my hand out here, or I need to be in a better position when I'm guarding the corner. My shrinks need to be better. I need to get back on the rise of the shot. So for him to realize that, the film background, personally, growing up in the film room and being in the league, not as a former player, obviously it just, I wouldn't want it any other way just because I learned the game. If you play, you learn the game in such an incredible way. 
for sure. And then if you watch the film, that's the only other way to kind of learn the NBA game. And I tell people all the time, if you want to get a master's or PhD in basketball, either play in the league. And if you can't do that, then learn the film and watch film all the time because the film room, you're scouting every single night and it's the best coaches, the best players in the world. You guys have mentioned a couple names here already and, and people, um, you know, casual fans and maybe not even Wizards fans, but just basketball fans in general. We'll, we'll know Admiral Schofield, you know, he had a very successful college career, but maybe talk a little bit about somebody like Garrison Matthews that if you haven't followed the, the go-go as closely or, you know, you missed the, the couple of games where he got major minutes for the Wizards, you know, obviously playing at a smaller uh, Division One school. He, he didn't get the notoriety. So, so what can fans expect from somebody like Garrison? With Garrison, he's just – he's not afraid to take big shots. And if you're going to be the position that he is, a shooter, scorer, uh, he's, he's the guy because you can't be afraid to take, take tough shots. And one thing he does is he competes on both ends. Obviously, his defense improved throughout the year. And you guys both know, Larry, you've lived it. But an NBA defense is totally different from a college defense based on where you need to be on the floor, the different um, spots on the court, the different pick and roll coverage, getting into the basketball, guarding. There's so many good shooters in the league. So dribble handoffs, wide pin downs, just it's a totally different level of intensity so he really improved there and the thing about him is he'll like he'll take charges he'll dive on the floor so he'll do all of those little things kind of the dirty work um, that that makes him successful other than the fact that he's a he's a good shooter did he come and in he like finds that? a way like martel webster was amazing at getting fouled on threes he finds a way somehow to get foul on threes like I think the first three games that he played with us, he got and one three. It was, it was, I mean, he's got like a way about him because he jumps forward on his shot. A lot of it's movement based. So he's always getting fouled too. So he finds his way to the free throw line also. I've heard a, a ton of different people come out and say like, he's the master of the four point play. So it's funny to, to have everybody kind of come out and say that, you know, that's something he's uh, prolific at, I guess there. Uh, you talked a little bit about his defense. Is that something he kind of came in with, the willingness to do the little things, or is that stuff you guys have had to work with him on? I got to imagine in college, they probably weren't relying on him to also be a lockdown defender or anything like that. No, it's a, it's a great point because he was such a prolific scorer that he, he explained to me a lot of times defensively, they really had him take, not take possessions off, but but kind of save himself a little more for the offensive end because he carried such a big load offensively. So that was a that was an adjustment for him. His work ethic and his ability to play hard, we didn't do anything. That was that was the way he was raised. That's how he grew up. That's how he grew up playing. He was like you alluded to, he was an underdog always his whole career. So um he he had that, but now it's about doing it repetitively every single possession because his role in particularly early is going to be not, you don't have to play 40 minutes. You don't have to play John and Brad minutes. You have to play 12 minutes and you have to play them as hard as you can and make shots. And that's, that's his role here. And I think that he can grow and develop in that role. And within the organization, there's obviously there's a development piece. Obviously you're, you're trying to get these guys to the, you know, to the big leagues. Uh, We talk about shooting. And that's a huge part of the game now. And talk a little bit about the college three-point line versus the NBA three-point line. And if you guys are seeing 
that transfer being made easier, so to speak, as far as the shooting the ball with, with, with distance? Or is that college line, you know, slowing these guys down a little bit once they make it to the, to the big leagues? Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny you say that. I um, got the opportunity to work with Otto uh, Porter and I rest his soul, Russell Butler, who is amazing professional. Um, but I remember when Otto was a rookie, he was a great mid-range shooter coming out, right? He would shoot after practice with Russell, but Russell, like, Larry, did you, you play with Russell? I, I didn't, but I was in Philly. We came up at the same time. Yeah, yeah. so so he, Rasul would shoot 700 shots after practice. Like, he wouldn't jump much, but he, would, he could just shoot all day. And Otto, in his first year, like, his shoulder would be – would be hurting him if he tried to shoot NBA threes with Rasul. So he had to like, he had to ease his way into it. It, it took Otto a couple of years to get used to that line. And that's to your point, that's something we talk about a lot when we do scouting and, and obviously the G league draft is a little different, but G league draft uh, I've been, I was able to be a part of that with our front office who they do a great job, but I was able to be a part of that and just hearing their conversations about, well, will the line really affect them and talking to their college coaches about that line? Because like you said, it is a big difference. And what I really see the difference is obviously above the break, for sure. The corners are, are almost similar and they're the shortest, shortest three-point shot. But, but when it comes to movement and off the dribble threes is where it really, really becomes an issue. I think guys shooting off the dribble and with movement in college can get away with kind of not having perfect feet perfect footwork, perfect follow through. But in the NBA, since it's a little bit, a little bit further away, the, the athletes are a bit better. You know, the contests are a bit better. The physicality is a bit more. There is a huge difference and we see that a lot, but that's something we work on with our guys. Um, particularly someone like Admiral, I think really improved with his above the break threes. Um, and then from a spacing standpoint, Admiral is going to pick and pop. So if he's, screens and he pops obviously there's more distance that he needs to cover to get behind the three-point line and have his feet set it's one of the things i'm most curious about um the difference between nba coaching and g league coaching what what the split is between trying to go out and get wins but also making sure guys get certain amounts of playing time you know certain amount of development like like is there a directive from the organization to Obviously, if you want to win a game, you're going to load up minutes to the best couple guys or whoever's hottest. But do you kind of get some amount of, well, we really need player X to, to get 20 a night or, or, or whatever? Yeah, I mean, Tommy and Scotty are, are great at just communicating with, with myself and the rest of the staff on, on what we really want with those players that are going back and forth. The two ways, the exhibit ends. But, you know, someone like Admiral, who was an assignment – we wanted to get him meaningful minutes in the G League. And he played the third most minutes among all 2019 second round picks, which is something we're really proud of because he improved. It's not just, we don't want to give guys minutes if they don't earn them. Um, but we also want to let, allow him to play through some mistakes too, because if you don't play, you're not going to improve. It's like, we can do all the workouts, all the stuff we want, but if, unless you play meaningful minutes that matter and you watch film, like Larry was saying, and you dissect your film and then you can take it on the court and improve it next time out or in practice, then it's just not going to work. But Tommy and Scotty, their, their main directive is get guys better that we, that like we send to you. 
I don't like using like up and down because it creates a yeah. bad connotation. We say back and forth because mm-hmm. um, it's not a demotion for Admiral to be able to play 1300 plus minutes in his rookie year is going to benefit him moving forward. I truly believe that. Um, and, and I know the G league has grown in the past five, 10 years. Um, but it's, it's been great to see, you know, the guys really, really take to getting minutes, improving and really, but also I will say this is that, part of development is developing players to know how to win and be in winning situations. That's why it would be great to, you know, we, if we finished 22 and 21 and we had ups, downs, and I, I loved our season because it wasn't perfect. We weren't 30 and 10. We weren't, we weren't 10 and 30. We had a bit of both and we tasted both. So I think that that was great. Towards the end of the year, we went on a six game win streak. I think it was, and that was really cool for our guys and our coaching staff just to see our habits continue to build and grow. But we, you know, someone who we'll probably get to, but to see Jaron Grant get signed by the Wizards just shows that, you know, the Wizards value the go-go and value development. I watch like a nerdy amount of, of G League basketball. So I, I think I'm, I feel qualified to say this, but... You, my girlfriend and my parents. That was I my- like it. We're, we're on a short <laughs> list, I'm sure, but... Uh, from from the teams I saw, I mean, the way you guys were playing down the stretch, uh, I would put you guys up against anybody in the league. I mean, you talked about being hot, you know, to close things out. But uh, what's the conversation you have to have with guys, you know, when the season gets canceled and, yeah, we were really looking to make a run, but now all of a sudden we're, we're shutting things down? Yeah, it was tough. It was tough for us because we we were really, like you said, we were rolling at the right time. Um, we would have loved to finish the year out. We just added Jordan Bell. He was there for one practice. He, he added a different dimension, obviously, a former NBA player, NBA champion who's played with great players. Would have just been a great addition to our final seven-game stretch. But the guys understood. I mean, they didn't cancel it for a while, but I think we all kind of had a feeling that it was going to get canceled. Um, but we had a great year. We were trending in the right direction. We were tied for the last spot in the playoffs with seven to play. So just having seven games of pretty meaningful basketball would have been great for our development. Uh, we had the second most call-ups since last year. You know, we had, we had so many good things. We had the most uh, – just to show how the Wizards utilized the go-go, we had the most in the NBA at assigning players to scrimmage or practices – and we really use that. And I think that's the future of the league is we're one of, I think, three situations where the practice, they we practice in the same building as the, the parent team. And you just can't simulate how our the Wizards coaching staff is watching go-go practice. The Wizards front office is watching go-go practice. Wizards players are watching go-go practice. And then they jump into, you know, and return to play protocol. If Thomas Bryant early in the year, CJ Miles early in the year, Troy Brown early in the year, all those guys were working their way back from injuries and to have them jump in our practice and get assigned just shows, I think it it shows kind of a multitude of levels, but it it shows our G League players that the team, the, the Wizards really actually care about the team and not just do it because we have to do it. We really value it and use it to benefit everyone involved. Yeah, I, I bet that that calls for, you know, just a great environment to see, you know, the higher ups, you know, watching those guys uh, compete, you know, every every day could be their chance. So uh, that's that's definitely good to hear that the, the upper guys were up there watching. 
Ryan, another guy that, that people might be a little less familiar with because he didn't play uh, collegiately, and, and I'm, I'm going to butcher his name, so I'll let you do it for me. Uh, AP. Uh, oh, yeah. Andrzej Posesnich. You're going to have to correct me there. Yeah, AP. We call him AP. His name, uh, his name offers a little bit of a – it takes time to, to get used to the pronunciation, but he's, he's been really a pleasant surprise for us. Obviously, he came in – in summer league and didn't really know what to expect from him, but he was a former first round pick. So we, we all kind of had a feel that, you know, there was probably something there. And one thing that stuck out to me with him is that he's so self-aware for a young player. Um, back to Larry's question, you watch film with him and he let, he even knows where he needs to get better. And he's very tough on himself, but in a productive way. Um, obviously, He's seven one, seven two, so his size around the rim. I got a chance to work with him these past three weeks and just working on his ability to protect the rim, to, to protect the paint. Really the NBA now as a as a as a five in particular, if you can't protect the rim and protect the paint defensively, and it's probably always been that way, but now in particular with teams really spacing the floor out that you just really can't play. And that's that's the thing that he can bring to to the Wizards. And he brought to the go-go, but he can bring to the Wizards is his ability to protect the rim and, and protect the paint. And then offensively, just kind of do the simple things. Screen, roll, re-screen versus unders. You know, little footwork things that he can help the team with. And uh, I'm really excited for him. I know the organization's really excited for him. And, uh, yeah. Should be good. He's a, a Latvian brethren of uh, Davis Bertans as well. So they have a good banter back and forth on the practice court as usual. Um, so it's it's always funny to, to listen to them talk, but he's he has a bright future. And any of these guys that people are going to be maybe surprised by when they see the the level that they're able to produce at or, or a guy that you would you would kind of peg as somebody to come out and contribute at a high level in, in Orlando? Obviously, Rui had such a, a great year uh, with the Wizards. And to see his growth, I'm really excited for. Uh, one guy who, I guess I have three, but one guy that I really liked who I saw uh, these past couple of weeks looks great is Troy, Troy Brown. So I'm excited for Troy. He looks skinny, like he looks slim. He's on a new diet going on. He, he's doing his thing. He looks really good. His first step looks good. He's He's getting above the rim and just like his confidence, you know, I think he's, he's a guy that is, was really finding his way this year. The coaching staff has done a great job with him. He's, he's a guy that does a lot of, a lot of things well. And sometimes when you do a lot of things well, especially early, it, you don't know like where he really fits, but you know, the fit I think is he's a really good rebounder. He can push the ball in transition. He's a really good passer. His three point shot has dramatically improved. And from there, I think his his defense with his his quickness is gonna is gonna improve also. So that's that's the biggest thing. I'm, you know, the other guys, I'd I'd be it wouldn't be fair if I didn't you know talk about Mo. You know, Mo's. I thought he was great to work with um, this past three weeks. I'm excited for his growth and development. And then Jerome, who we got late, you know, is just he's another piece that that has an NBA game winner already. He's He's really good with the ball. He's got size and length for his position. So really, it's just – it's cool to see. It's really 
and I hate to just be a cliche, but it's, it's a lot of these guys. I'm really excited to watch all of them. And I think that's the beauty of where we are right now. Um, and what, what the, uh, monumental basketball and, and Tommy and Scotty have done. Yeah. The, the one guy for me was, was kind of an unknown is, is Troy Brown. And I think you just gave a little bit of a evaluation on wh- where he's at now. So I'm excited to, to see him get out there and play. I know the, the fans are excited to see uh, what he's going to bring to the table. And obviously you, you guys are working with the younger players and these guys are developing, but are you seeing any, you know, any sort of qualities of, of, of leadership where, whether it's by words or whether it's by actions, you know, and how these guys can support the big club? Yeah, I, I think that they, they've done a, a good job of kind of staying prepared and kind of following suit with our leadership. You know, I think that someone like Ish Smith, who was in the gym every day early, like they follow his lead. And then from there, they watch consummate professionals. CJ Miles was one of the best professionals I've seen also. And he was great for the young guys. So I think obviously Brad and John have done a, a tremendous job. And I've, I've been, this is my seventh year with the organization. So I've seen Brad and John early and I've seen where they are now. And it's just the way they've grown as not just like players, obviously as a player, they've grown, but like as people to see them be fathers and be, you know, just have that. It's, it's been incredible to watch that. So I, to answer your question, I think that, they're they're doing a great job sometimes following good leadership is also important too and not forcing leadership um when it's not really warranted you know not that they're not 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 against them but it's more so that we have veterans on the team that know even like Jan Mahimni I think has done a great job you know he's been in the gym he's been running up and down he's been working He's been doing defensive drills. You know, we do similar drills we do with AP and Mo, full court defensive drills that, that Jan's doing also in his whatever, 12th, 13th, 14th year in the league. And it's just, you know, we have a really good, I want to say buzz, but, you know, we have a really good buzz about just kind of where these group group of men are, are heading and what direction we're heading in. And for me, as someone that was with the G League and in the same building, but kind of just on a different schedule, it's been really refreshing for me to see because I knew they were doing a really good job. You're following them, but you're kind of focused on your own team. So it just it was really, really cool to, to work with these guys and see their progression. And like I said, the staff has done – the coaching staff now has done an incredible job with them. And obviously, you know, Tommy and his front office has put, put them into place um, – so it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. I'll just, I'll add to that just a little bit is that, you know, young, young leaders, you know, can eventually young leaders that are, are account held accountable can eventually become old leaders mm. and young knuckleheads. They're usually going to become old, old knuckleheads. So just the ability to identify those guys that you can hold them accountable. Uh, you can put them in situations where you know what to expect versus putting those wild cards out that are guys that are just going to run up and down and do things their way. I think that is very important, you know, for culture. That's that's a great point. And you saying that just made me almost rethink my my answer. But it's just they like you're right. They are kind of like sometimes being a young leader is being able to like imitate good habits and being little things like Larry, you know, being at the gym early, being stretched and ready to go when you know when when we're gonna start the workout, not tying your shoes 
if the workout starts at nine, you're not tying your shoes at nine Oh one, like you're ready to go at nine, you're stretched, you're hydrated. And, and I think that just seeing that, that there's so many young men on this team that are going to grow into old leaders and old, like, like you said, old leaders that are going to be able to, to be successful in their career and in their lives moving forward. You know, that's something that the Tommy Shepard has said has been a real, um, you know, important point for him. And it's nice to kind of see that followed through. You heard the story about Troy Brown at summer league where he got, you know, got everybody in town early, got his barber in to give everybody haircuts, you know, just like little stuff about making guys comfortable. Like I went to summer league that, you know, last year and he was the guy rallying everybody up, you know, huddling them up before games and, and just stuff like that. I, th- I think goes a long way to, to both your points about longer term, you know, how do they pass those things on to younger guys and, and everything about people like Admiral is just like high, you know, high character, high quality uh, individuals first. So it's definitely refreshing to see, you know, as a fan, there's obviously been some stuff in, in the last couple of decades in the Wizards where, you know, you scratch your head a little bit about stuff that goes on. So it, it's cool to see that being, you know, an emphasis for Yeah, everybody. and also someone that we haven't mentioned, but Thomas Bryan, I think, is is poised to have a really, really good bubble season I guess we can call it that Does that work <laughs> uh, but I think he's really poised to have because he's been working really hard and he plays hard he plays with good emotion and it'll be good you know him in a him in a quiet gym is good because he he brings energy he brings he brings communication so I, I think he's going to take a, a good step forward also I got one last question for you um so it's obviously a little different traveling with an NBA team versus a G League team yeah. probably accommodations wise uh any any funny stories on the road or anything like this, you know, from, from the season? Um, you know, it's funny. I mean, it's just, just the little things, just landing in uh, public airports and going to the baggage claim and all, all of us trying to fit on these little G League buses. You know, you always remember in Fort Wayne, you know, next day you have a day off, but your flight leaves at like 5 a.m. It's a connecting flight. So you have to wake up at 3.30 for a bus. And and that's kind of the grind of the G League that I, I love that that I was a part of. And I don't know what's going to happen moving forward. I'd love to, to be a part of it moving forward also. But I'm just so happy that I have that because there's such a connection with G League players and G League coaches who've kind of been through that grind because it's different. It's it's different. It's, it's, um, it's not as... It's not as fancy. The food on the air on the airplanes definitely not as good, uh, <laughs> and definitely more expensive. But yeah, it's just you know, it, it, I think it gives everyone a real feel. Like when you go from being with the the Wizards and you go to the Go Go, you're like, wow, you have a respect for everyone that's there because it's not easy. And you know, we all have good lives, but it's it's just a different level of of commitment to your craft. And that's where, that's where I love the G league because everyone there is just working and they're really, they're really, if you think about it, they're just investing in themselves. You know, I love, I love the, I think Dion waiter said it, but like invest in yourself and double down, you know? And I, I like, I think of that a lot when I'm, when I'm with the G league team, cause you're really, you're, well, he said bet on yourself. You're really betting on yourself when you're with the G league. Cause before this year, everyone's in a double you know, on the road, basically, unless you're an NBA player, unless you buy it. So you're all, you're rooming together on the road, which is different from, I mean, I'm sure in college, I worked in college and we were rooming together on the road, but it's just different now. Coaches are rooming together on the road. So everyone is there to bet on themselves. 
and that's what I love about the G League. It doesn't really answer your question. I don't really have a, a funny story. Um, I'm just happy when they have Beyond Meat in the um, in in the restaurant downstairs. So I, I get an appreciation for everyone who's been through the G League, all the coaches, all the players. And like you said earlier, the league is better than a lot of people know. I've, I've come from the, the NBA, and I've been fortunate to be in the league for seven years um, on the coaching side. And just the the league, the G League has incredible players and incredible coaches. I, I was blown away. I, it was my first year associated with it, and I loved it. So it was it was awesome. Yeah, that's that's that perspective that I that I always talk about. Like it's perspective, like putting yourself in someone else's shoes, just thinking about what these G League guys, what they go through, how hard they have to work. You know, not being in in the four fifty and looking down on those guys because they're in a a G League situation, but it's perspective about how hard these guys work, uh, and it really speaks to everything that's going on in the world today. It's like, hey, man, these guys they really walk the walk. So if you're gonna have comments or, or things of criticism, you got to go and roommate with somebody on the road or take that five o'clock flight. So that's, I mean, that's very important. We want to make sure that we put that out there is that, you know, these guys are like betting on themselves. That's, that's really important because a lot of us don't get a chance to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and the league's grown so much too. It's, I've heard of 14 hour bus rides and 16 hour bus rides. And we never had, I love the bus. Actually, we had these, the night, the first time I went on the sleeper buses, I was, I was like in heaven. It was, it was amazing. I loved it. We bust down to, to Greensboro. We bust up to Brooklyn. It was, it was great. So I, I love that. Larry, did you ever uh, play any rehab game or any sort of coming back from injury game or anything? No, I, I didn't. And you know, it was obviously the D league. Uh, yeah. before and it's just it's just you know transition it's just evolved into this this nice you know package of you know making sure that players uh really are getting the best I mean there's no better place or you know to go if you're injured to come back and, and actually play with pros and get ready for your real job I mean there's no situation like that but when I was you know early on I mean it was a d-league and, and it was like stay away from the d-league and when it became the G League, it was like, okay, we, we may have something here. So <laughs> I'm glad to see, you know, I'm glad to see where, where this thing has gone. It's, it's really, uh, it's really, it's been effective. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm so excited about the select team, because I think the select team is going to add another aspect and another layer of the G League um, that, that is going to help the league progress and move forward. So I think that's great for the league. So you guys wouldn't play the select team though, right? Unless it was at like a midseason tournament or something like that. Yeah. See, I think the details still aren't out totally. I think that they're not going to play it from what I've heard a full season, but yeah, I think there's going to be some tournaments and, but I think I still believe that like Larry said, there's no better prep than for the NBA than the G league. The calls are the same. The, the strategies are, are the same. The schemes are the same. And yeah. Yeah, it's one of the, again, the main reasons we wanted to have you on is to kind of help people understand that some of these guys that they may not have heard as much from, like, I'm a big fan of Jalen Jones. Like, I think he should be a pro somewhere. Like, guys like that are, are you know, a, a lucky break or an opportunity away from, from a legitimate NBA career, and it's somebody that maybe a lot of people don't know. So I think yeah. it's important for, for our listeners to hear this kind of stuff and, and know that these guys are, are legit and, and primed to kind of make a, a run here. Yeah, I mean, like someone like Jalen turned down a lot of money to be in because he his dream is to play in the league. He's already played, uh, I 
think, 80 games in the NBA. So he's already kind of scratched the surface, and he's close, like you said. It, it just – it's there's such a fine line. And he, again, bet on himself just to be back in the G League, even though he's shown that he's an NBA player in a lot of ways. Like, he's over, I don't know, 100-ish games, 100-plus games in the G League. He's 20 and 10, basically. You know, and it's just – it's just the right situation, the right fit. And – you know, I've I have full confidence in Jalen and all the all of our guys. I thought did a great job at improving. Well, uh, kudos to you. I think you really set the tone. You know, coming from from being an assistant with the Wizards last year to this, you know, you kind of help set the mindset for these guys. That, like you said, this is an opportunity. It's not an up or down kind of thing. It's just a, a different experience. So, thanks for the great work you're doing. Thanks for coming on and joining us. And uh, hopefully, we'll see a couple wins here uh, later this month. Yeah. that's it's going to be great. I'm excited to look, uh, keep in touch with the guys and just, just watch the progress. So thank you guys both so much for having me on. And it was great. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate you, man. All right. That was our interview with uh, capital city go-go coach, Ryan Richmond. Hope everybody uh, enjoyed that as much as we did. I got to see a lot uh, firsthand this year, how hard he works with those guys. And uh, I think it's a very safe bet that that you'll be seeing Ryan as a as an NBA head coach one day. Really hard worker, also a uh, Maryland Terrapin like myself. So happy to uh, happy to support a, a guy like that. Uh, appreciate everybody listening and checking in. Um, hopefully, we'll have some some basketball to talk about with you here soon. And uh, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we'll talk to you next week. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done